The following podcast is considered for a mature audience and should only be listened to by an adult. If you're not an adult, please go and get an adult so that you can watch them as they try to awkwardly explain all of the dumb shit that we're about to say. Listener discretion is advised. And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday, Waffle Box, with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Welcome to Waffle Box, a podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing all at the same time. Coming up on episode 92, this Dutchman needs to find a new hobby. A new type of meatball that's sweeping the nation. Tetris has a movie. That sounds fun. And much, much more. I am Mike Fish and I am joined as always by the main man in San Fran. This Mr. Cushing! What's good, y'all? Cushing's here. Coming to you with the newest edition of the Waffle Box. Is the original Waffle Box. Do accept no substitutes because it is the best part of Wednesdays. Mike Fish, we are just coming off a WrestleMania weekend. Great goddamn time, dude. Uh, what what a short thoughts. Short thoughts. Night one, Chebien. Night two. That's my thoughts. Hmm. But there you go. I gotta say, I wish would have liked to have taken the that women's championship match, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, just pull it out of Saturday, insert it anywhere into Sunday, and then scrap the rest of that card because the all of Sunday each each match was better than the next. The WrestleMania night two progressively got better. You and you normally have that match before the main event where you're like, oh, we need to keep the show going but people gotta pee so put that one match on as a buffer and we didn't even get that this year like they they just gave people a significant amount of time to do what they had to do in between hell in a cell and the main event and goddamn the main event i haven't watched wrestlemania since 2019 i haven't watched really anything wwe aside of that royal rumble you asked me to watch like in three years and that wrestlemania event cody rhodes versus the champion Roman Reigns that had a big match feel to it and it was exciting and I was happy to see Roman Reigns being the dominant position and I like seeing Cody despite the fact that I think he's still a heel like uh, mm, it was yeah top to bottom night two great event well we would de- dis- agree to disagree but uh for more Talky, talky, talky on WrestleMania, you lucky little duckies. If you check out our feed, as you're hearing this, you should be able to find a bonus episode uh, waiting for you where we we go in depth. Bonus! We, we get the shovel and dig deep into WrestleMania. Maybe not too deep, because there's like 16 matches. We didn't go too deep. But yeah, you get the gist of it. It's fun time, fun time. We get to talk about Snoop Dogg. Shame man's epic return to do two laps of the ring before he exits stage left and so much more other than that other than wrestlemania it feels it, it feels like it's been like three weeks since i've spoken to you it, it, it it's been a while how you been so much has happened in my life i've been doing all right man and like i just finished my 
regular season stint with the Golden State Warriors. Um, I saw you on TV. I saw you. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good year. It was a good year. Um, playoffs, we, because we're not in first place, because we are not a guarantee, and because despite where we are recording this and where we are releasing this, I mean, the Warriors could lose their playoff spot. It lose the entire thing entirely still. So like that, that's how close this, this game is. So we, um, we'll see what our postseason experience is like. Could be one round. Could be nothing at all. Could go all the way Cinderella story. But Well, for the sake of your pocket and your wallet, I hope they go all the way, my friend. Me too. It's the ultimate gambling, Mike Fish. Oh, my God. I mean, I know I'm technically a Brooklyn Nets fan, but... So, I mean, they could go all the way too, and they could lose to the Golden State Warriors, right? That's that's how could. that works. They absolutely could. However, we uh we start baseball this Friday. Home opener: San Francisco Giants versus the visiting Kansas City Royals, and uh, I can't wait to be a part of that three day series. because so, you did famously open up the season on the road to uh, the New York Yankees. Yeah, that's that was a tough series. That was a tough series for the boys yankees took it if you, if you couldn't tell where i was going with that uh, cats and kittens but um as of this recording we're we're at 500 so it's you know 159 yeah, <laughs> more games to go with yeah with the way the baseball season works by the time we record this and people hear it they could have played like six more games so because like as of right now the last time the Yankees played as of this recording was Monday where they just destroyed Philadelphia, which is always nice. It's always nice to see. Um, oh, let me tell you right before we get into the, to the, to the meat and potatoes, right? Let me, uh, let me, uh, well, let's check in real quick. Um, obviously, it's Mike Fish, Kush Hayes, um, producer Lathan. How you doing, my man? Good evening, fellas. I just want to give a quick shout out to the Lathan Nation. I appreciate your support. The Lathan, look at that. You, I remember you coined that phrase. It's your fault, Kush. The Lathan Nation <laughs> is know. is getting so so. The Lathan is that like your fan group? Is that your little your little posse? Yeah, that's what my fans call themselves. They're kind of like Swifties, only 40 years older and 80 pounds heavier. Nice. No. <laughs> I mean, everyone, there's, there's, there's someone out there for everyone. I guess. Yeah. Um, my bad. I, I, for, forgive me for trying to give our, our, our young producer a compliment and it let it, it just went to his head. Oh my. Much like Nathan Shelby in, uh, in, in, that TV show about the footballers. Before you know it, there'll be merch. Labor Nation. Yeah. Um, before we get into the head top, top, top stories, let me tell you. So last weekend, right? So I'm sorry, the... man. I, I hate to interrupt you. My my earbuds have only been going in and out since we started recording. I'm trying to play along. Here, Uh-oh. Tech issues. Bom, yeah, bom, um, bom. Let me just let me just go to let me just go to the main line. This isn't working. Oh, he's wiring himself in, ladies and gents. Yeah. Did you charge them? I charged mine. 
because I was a you know a responsible podcaster. To be fair, he's probably not even hearing me right now. Not much of it, no. No. I would like to be offended, but you keep cutting in and out. Could have said anything. Could have said anything. Go on, hit the zoom button, switch over. See, now he's wired in. You won't be able to do any activities while you're recording. You're stuck. I'll make it work. I'm only hearing you in my left ear, but that's all right. Well, one ear is better than none. So, yes, so so last weekend, right? Last weekend, the. uh, the little lady, the little lady in their life, she was away with her sisters. And so I was dog sitting. Right? Night out. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I had a couple of, you know, a couple of boys nights out, but ultimately I was looking after the dogs. My, my whole sole job was to make sure that none of the dogs died. Good. And how'd you do? Well, technically I succeeded. No dogs died under my watch. However, mm-hmm. Turns out I was pretty close to failing that that oh, mission. Oh no! no. I so want to say you killed it, but that, or maybe you apparently the dogs got a little bit sicky icky oh. under my watch, and you'll be hilarious. So, <clears throat> so on Saturday, a buddy of mine came over. We're chilling out. We're having a couple of beers. Then we take a trip across town. We go to see a independent wrestling show shout out to pro wrestling magic nice and then after that we went to a local watering spot had a couple of more beers came back to my place had a couple of more beers there was lots of beer consumption during this day right all right so we go to eventually go to bed and you you already know that you've had too much to drink when you know, you're 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 enjoying your evening, and then literally the next thing you know, you're waking up on the couch. And you're like, "Oh, I just passed out." So I eventually, I'll go back to I'll go to bed, and I wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. Right, mm-hmm. one of the dogs is like frantically walking, right, like, like pacing around my bed and trying to wake me up, and she's like panting. So I'm like, "Oh, may, maybe." I forgot to fill up the water bowl. So maybe she's just really thirsty. Let me just fix this situation, right? I'll go out, put the water in, she'll drink. I'll go back to bed. Mm-hmm. As I leave the bedroom and walk into the living living area, there is diarrhea everywhere. <laughs> and I'm talking everywhere. Which it's it's not nice to find at the best of times, but There's when no you're really hungover, it's it's that's horrible. It's in the rug, everything. It took me like three hours to clean. Uh, Switch. I was like, what, what in what what labor involved in it getting it clean to your satisfaction after those three hours? So, well, the, the the wooden floor is easy. Just wipe, wipe, Clorox, Clorox, maybe a bit of steam cleaning. Okay. We've got a little steamer, so that's fine. But the rug, so I had to, like, get some paper towel and scoop out what I could scoop out. And then dish soap, cloth, scrubby, 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 scrub, 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 scrub
Mm-hmm. And then vacuum it to dry it out a little bit. And then some more scrub, 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 scrub. Mm-hmm. And then just because cause you know sometimes where like you're paranoid and you're like, I think I can still see something, and but no one else can. But you're like, no, I'm, there's definitely still something there. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to the local grocery store, pick up some carpet cleaner stuff, and I scrub, 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 scrub. Put sound, and then eventually it was like, okay, I can't see anymore. So that was like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Next morning at six o'clock, the other dog is now starting to act sketchy. And I'm like, please, no. So I walk out into the living room, and there's more diarrhea. Mm-hmm. But what it's smaller. Eating? So it's like it was the little dog this time. Yeah, I don't, they're nothing. They were, they were eating whatever they normally eat. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but something is making them sick. Yes, I don't know whether they picked up something that I was eating without me noticing or when we was out for a walk, maybe they ate something off the floor. I don't know what it was, but yeah. it's, it's, it's been a thing. So luckily, the big dog went back home. And apparently she's fine, but the little dog, little Oreo, my little baby, it was like three days before she was okay. Like literally mm-hmm. three back-to-back nights. That's like sad. she would wake me up in the night. I'd have to take her outside, like on the hour or every two hours. So I hardly slept for three days. And then I had to go to the vets and spend ridiculous amounts of money on this medication or whatever. Whatever. She's fine now. Yeah, I have. That's been my week. I wouldn't know how to take care of a dog. I've been entrusted a few times to take care of my cousin's uh, cat while house sitting. Well, cats, you you can't look after a cat. They're rogue. No, 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 you still have to fill up the water dish and and then the the food bowl and all that. But like, I would give it treats. And I didn't know that you weren't supposed to give it like more than just like one treat a day. So, like, I'd be like, Hey, we, we did that thing. Have a treat. And then be like, thank you. A treat. And then I'd be like, it'd do something also amazing. And then be like, hey, have another treat. I'm like, well, thank you. I'll have all I'll have all the treats again. And then like, you know, an hour later, like, hey, you did another amazing thing. Like, I love cats. And then and, and like, I'll, I'll absolutely now I'm gonna vomit. Blah! Not only will I not vomit on the hardwood floor, but I'm gonna specifically vomit on this on this carpet here. Oh, by the way. When I do want to vomit on the hardwood floor, if you get a little paper towel in there, I'm just going to immediately run to the carpet. Like you know, a few times, I was able to actually like antis- never put the two two and two together. Like I'm feeding it too many treats. That's why it's getting sick. Like I I, I don't pretend to understand why, but that's definitely what's happening here. But like if I try to get a paper towel right under that sucker. Like it's 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 doing the <coughs> it's doing the dry heaves. Not to get any more graphic. But then he'd be like, no, stupid, I'm not going to, why would I vomit on that? No, now I have to go over to the carpet here. Thank you. And and, and, so. and then after it vomits, you're like, oh, have another treat. You feel bad. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I may have done that once because I just didn't know any better. But after a while, I was like, oh, it's the treats. Okay. Should have was... slipped it a breath mint. That might have helped. Ooh. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Genius. Genius. So yeah, pets. What are they like? But yes. Pets are awful. 
Why all the pets. No, no animals were harmed during these stories on Waffle Box, which is always nice. Anyway, let's crack on with the snooze. The snooze with the news. And let's talk about some news. Hit the music. <gasps> Mr. Lathan. It's now time for this week's top stories. First story this week, we head over to many parts of the world, but we start off in the Netherlands because this guy gets about in more ways than one. So I don't know if you've heard about this fella, Jonathan Jacob Meyer, who is a Dutch musician. And this is okay. You know, this story is going to be good when this is the, 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 his, his description. A Dutch musician and prolific sperm donor. Like, I wonder if he has that on his business card. So this guy is being sued. Sued by Dutch Donorkind Foundation. Because he is being blamed for increasing the risk of incest. Dun, dun, dun. Now you're thinking... Yeah. How many times does a prolific sperm donor donate sperm, you may wonder? So this fella has apparently fathered 550 children. Yep. Fuck this guy. He's lucky so, to get sued. Awesome. Indeed, indeed. He's only 41. Only 41. 550 kids. 550 kids. Do you remember the Octomom? She must feel like a fucking amateur. Yeah. She needs to step up her game. Although she had eight at the same time, which is pretty impressive. So, you know. Physically. Shout out to Octomom. On, on that one situation. Um, yeah. Fuck this fucking guy. I, now that she's. I saw a headline. I did a skim through. I didn't realize he was a musician. This actually makes a lot more sense. But fuck you, dude. Get a real job. And now you're going to be sued. Like, the world's already overpopulated. Also, parents, why don't you just start adopting? Fuck you for being so selfish. Just start adopting. Um, yeah, we're, we're supposed to be making jokes out of this, but this is a terrible story. And uh, fuck this guy and everybody involved in it. Yeah. It, it's 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 a bizarre story. So, for those that don't aren't up on uh, sperm donor laws or rules, um, under Dutch guidelines, donors are not allowed to father more than twenty five children, or oh, well, that's way too much too. Impregnate more than twelve women to prevent inbreeding. So, I guess the twenty five children is because hey, sometimes maybe you get twins, so you can have twelve women, and that's cut off. Mm -hmm. Is that specifically the Dutch law, or is that it's Dutch guidelines? Yeah, Dutch guidelines. Yeah, the Netherlands is so small; that number should be way fewer. You know, like even in the United States, that number should be way fewer. That's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, so you're only allowed to father twenty five children. But in 2017, this fellow was blacklisted. Imagine being blacklisted from a sperm donor, that mm -hmm. donor bank. Jesus. After he was found to have fathered 102 children in the Netherlands alone, 
Oh, he went to another country. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, so he's gone. He lives now in Kenya and has continued <laughs> to donate sperm outside the Netherlands, including in Denmark and the Ukraine. And so the quotes from this is like, it's, it's insane, right? I, so, I think you might have to blur these out for YouTube monetization, <laughs> but yeah, no, fuck this guy. Oh my God. So Dutch Donorkind Foundation, which is all people that bring in a civil lawsuit against him. Um, quote is just saying, we are taking action against this man because the government is doing nothing. He has a global reach via the internet, as does everyone, to be fair. Um, but this is the bizarre bit. And he does business with large international sperm banks. So he's got like, like he's working off he's got like multiple accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like Costco. That may... I mean, that's a terrible, yeah. That's probably an apt but terrible description. Um, yeah, this person is very, is, you're a terrible person. I've forgotten your name, and you should be lucky that I have forgotten your name. You're a terrible person. Jonathan uh, Jacob Meyer, JJM. JJM, I, I only wish the worst for you in this situation, sir. So go fuck yourself. And uh, yeah, uh, blowing out the pilot light is also an option. Um, lastly, so the suit was also brought um, by a Dutch woman who gave birth to one of Maya's kids in 2018, who was quoted as saying, if I'd have known he'd already fathered more than 100 children, I would never have chosen his donor, which is a, a fair point. But he was quoted as saying, and I'm just going to do this accent because even though she's not a Dutch accent, this is, uh, this is definitely how he Dutch sounds, accent. right? No, it's not going to be a Dutch accent, but this is just giving like the, his, his way okay. he speaks. I bet I he's like, cheer me up still. he's just like, I like to see that there are children of mine all over the world. Like, I bet he speaks like that. Like he's all like lofty and like, I just want to bring love, man. Children mm. are our future. And it, I, he's definitely going to be in like, He's a hippie who's not getting laid, apparently. That's, yeah. He, this he's fella, three time loser, is definitely going to be locking himself in a compound and there will be police and there's going to be a shootout and there's going to be a Netflix documentary about it. He's a musician who can't get laid. Like, he could like, be just that's... fathering these children on the side, like just night after night, club after club, like a, a regular degenerate dirtbag. But no, he, he uh, had to go through the whole. I don't know, rigmarole and, and sperm bank surrogate. So, yeah. Good I actually looked yourself. it up. Like, I don't, I don't understand because on average, like how much sperm donors get for each day. It's not that much. It's like 25 bucks, I think. Yeah, so it, it's not like he's doing it's this. Stop paying the rent. Yeah, it's bizarre. Bizarre way to live your life, J Jonathan Jacob Meyer. Just get a hobby. Take up tennis or something. Hmm. In other news, we might be able to, you know, do you remember when KFC got in trouble way back in the day for like when people were like, is 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 this chicken really chicken? No, I mean, that's been going on forever, but yes. Yeah. So we may have finally reached the, the apex of food now. Scientists have now decided they can create meat just from... DNA strands, right? 
And they have decided in true Jurassic Park style you know what? Let's let's bring back an extinct animal and let's make some dinner out of that bad boy. So scientists over in Australia, those wacky Australians, have created a meatball made exclusively from recreated flesh from a woolly mammoth. So the mammoth snack was produced by an Australian company called VOW, V-O-W, which is aiming to use cells from unconventional species to create new kinds of meat. Okay. Uh, VOW's project doesn't involve the slaughter of animals, obviously, because they're extinct. Duh. Um, the professor said the initial idea was to produce dodo meat, but the required DNA sequences didn't exist. Which it, it's, 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 wait, so they're bringing back extinct animals and they chose the woolly mammoth? Fuck that. The next time that I go to Applebee's, I want to be able to order a T-Rex. I mean, it could happen, Producer Lathan. Like, that's not out of reach right now. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, I love the T-Rex leg and it just takes... It probably wouldn't be like a Flintstone size oh. portion, but yeah, you could still probably get some T Rex meat in the next ten years because of this. And then, like, you do to go through the drive-through, and then they bring it out and they put it in your car, and the car tips over comedically. You definitely don't want your car tipping over, bro. Flintstones, come on, bro. Um, so you're probably wondering, dear listeners. Well, what does a woolly mammoth taste like? I am actually wondering myself. Yeah. Well, I would like some. Despite the work which has gone into this, nobody has yet had the honor of being the first person to eat the woolly mammoth meatball. Quote, we haven't seen this protein in thousands of years, said Professor mm -hmm. Wolf Tang. So we have no idea how our immune system would react to it when we eat it. But... Mm -hmm. If we did it again, we could certainly do it in a way that would make it more palatable to rigor regular regulatory bodies. So they went through all this trouble to recreate the woolly mammoth, made a meatball out of it, and then was like, You're gonna eat it? It's like, fuck that, it might kill me. What the fuck was the point? <laughs> What's weird about that is so this is what they think the woolly mammoth might have tasted like but but they haven't even tested it with like like you, you feed it to a lab rat obviously and see what happens there you feed it to a canary or whatever but they, they haven't even done that because probably protocols or or i i want to say this was illegally done if i read the right article or wrong article no i'm um, i don't think it was illegally done that would be pretty mad but oh, it's like, already it, mad that they went like, let's make woolly mammoth meat, and then like, yeah, well, they they wouldn't do dodo. But if their whole idea is to you know to to, to reduce the slaughter of animals and all that nonsense, mm -hmm. why not take the DNA sequencing from animals that we already eat 
and just do that. I mean, that's because then we know we can eat that. In theory, we'll be able to eat that, but this is still like this is cloning. This isn't this isn't perfect science. Well, this is still all all theory. Okay, even with what they do produce, like if they they try to reproduce a chicken, they've produced a sheep, but we don't even know that we could eat that sheep. Um, however, if this is one hundred percent perfect and it still is not, it won't be for, for a while. What's an animal you want to eat, Mike Fish, that is not on the menu right now? Whether it's currently existing, whether it's on the endangered species list, whether it's been extinct for millennia, what is an animal you would like to feast on? Sloth. Ooh. Well, is that a... I guess, I mean, okay. Why? I don't know, because normally when you get, when you get like animals mm-hmm. that work a lot, the meat can become very, what's the word? Gamey. Gamey, yeah. Right. Because so apparently, well, not that I have human flesh, but apparently that's, non-surprisingly, that's what human meat tastes like. It's very gamey because it's working out a lot. Um, but well, you imagine, so you imagine a sloth. I've never before, but. They're like going so, so like that meat. I reckon that's gonna be good, but it's so cute. I wouldn't want to eat a sloth. I'd feel bad. But if we're we're talking about this madcap world where anything's off on the table, sloth. Give me that sloth. Give me a give me a nice sloth steak or sloth chili. I think you want to just eat some Kobe beef, and let me explain why. Because Kobe beef is just cow. It's just any other cow you've ever met before, except. These cows spend their entire life drinking beer and getting belly massages. I, I don't know if that's for five years or for 10 years or however long, but their entire lifespan on that ranch is drinking beer and getting belly massages. So it is the tenderest, tastiest meat you've ever had. I've had the privilege of eating Kobe beef one time, melted in my mouth. Wish I could have had more, it, but there it was it's it's rare and it's very expensive so i i if you can i suggest you find some kobe beef and and, and cook that because i think i think that'll be better than an actual slaw oh, no. if, if, if i get kobe beef i'm not trusting myself to cook that I'm, i want a professional to cook that shit well you'll find yourself a professional to cook it then i will you watch me i will and then, and then i'll be like can i have some too Maybe or maybe I'll just start the Kobe beef spa where it's just, you know, you can just come along, you pay your entrance fee and you just drink beer and get belly rubs all day. Are are we being turned into Kobe beef? Maybe. Oh, (laughs) plot twist. (laughs) Yeah, but that sounds like a pleasurable afternoon, though, going somewhere, drinking beer and just having someone rub your belly mm-hmm. maybe i'd extend it on you know just a regular you know just having like a some nice foot massage cow. or something while some i'm lucky having a beer yeah i want to be a kobe beef cow sons of bitches so yeah there you go if I've, someone offers you a woolly mammoth meatball probably best not to try it
but but like this this can lead to eating a t-rex this can lead to trying out an elephant a hippopotamus a california condor things that are endangered or things that don't exist anymore it's the potential is exciting the execution so far is disappointing and why are you telling us about this if it ain't if it ain't ready yet well do you know what we are getting closer to now the old uh since it is first contact day april 5th oh. here's the link we're getting close to the old replicators where you can just walk up to the wall and go boop, 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 boop. i'll have a sloth burger please boop, 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 boop. and it'll go yeah why not why don't you just eat kobe b fuck you i want my sloth I don't know, if you want a sloth the computer won't won't give you that attitude or better not give you that dude no well that was old reboot it i'll unplug it give me fucking attitude Ah. Oh, hopefully in my lifetime. First contact was 20, 20, 2063, so that's 40 years. I should still be alive in 40 years. Hmm. Yeah, best case scenario. Well, they didn't have the replicators in 2063. They just had no, that crazy didn't. guy in the field. Everything's pretty analog still in 2063 in the Star Trek First Contact, ironically. Great fucking movie, though. Great. Good times. Yeah. I saw in a theater a few times. Might watch that tomorrow. Um, hmm. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Speaking of, you know, speaking of people like Zach, Zephram Cochran, I had to write that down because I'm hmm. not going to remember that name. He achieved <laughs> some stuff in his lifetime. So let's talk about some more people achieving things in a lifetime in this week's segment that we like to call the Dumb World Record. Woo, woo, woo. Of the week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? This week, you have picked the bootiest shaking music for our segments, and thank you. And so far, no copyright claims. Could so far, so good. Thank you, Serb Squad. This week's Dunwell record actually starts off with someone pretty damn smart, if you ask me. Oh. So you remember before when we we're talking about all these Dunwell records, and we was even talking about breaking our own Dunwell records. Some, you know, sometimes you have to like you have to have the ex- extra expenses of flying someone from Guinness Book of World Records in to adjudicate your world record, and you have to like yeah. get them flights, you have to put them up, and all that bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. So, why not go to them to break the world record? Huh? Okay, that's an that's an option. That is, I mean, you still option. you're still spending money, but at least you know they're not getting it. I'm enjoying the flight. I'm enjoying you're the hotel. spending hotel and airfare on yourself. Yes, smart. So, smart. a pair of Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, if you're not familiar with Harlem Globetrotters, they are a very fun basketball team. Um, who still haven't been allowed into the NBA, which is bullshit. They would run rings around them. Um, Harlem Globetrotters players visited the Guinness World Records headquarters in London and broke a world record for the fastest time to bounce a ping-pong ball into five cups. Okay. What was the time? So the duo managed to bounce ping pong balls into five cups in only 2.18 seconds. 
seconds. Damn, you know. So he he put his five cups. So five balls went into five cups. Wow. Right. Wow. That's hard. Imagine playing beer pong with those two. Is you'd be blacked out within thirty minutes. Right. 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 Incredible. So this actually about goddamn Patriots. We have to give a quick shout out though to a, a, oh, a yeah. Waffle Box favorite of ours. Oh. Because these global Harlem Globetrotters, they broke the previous record, which stood at 2.87 seconds. David Rush. Held by David Rush. Wow. Wow, indeed. He is probably and Jonathan Hollywood Hannon, who broke this rail record in 2021. Fucking hey. That's amazing. So I mean the Globetrotters are are bigger than basketball, man. They're 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 bigger than entertainment. They're not only patriots, but they're they're actually ambassadors to the world. Have you have you ever heard the story of where the there's some civil war happening in South America? I'm sorry I don't have the exact country versus country specs. I'm 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 an ignorant North American Venezuela. like that. Maybe. It might have been. However, they some someone from the U.S. Foreign Diplomat Department, like, hey, the uh, Harlem Globetrotters, how'd you like to go to South America and stop war for a day? And they're like, yeah, sure. Why would we do that? And sure enough, I mean, I was gonna get my head fire. done, but I, I could do, I can do that. They seized fire for a whole day, and you had you had one country on one side of the arena and the other country on the other side of the arena, and everyone just had the greatest fucking time and then sure enough after that a, a, a full ceasefire happened like I fucking want to kill you but that guy's spinning that ball on his finger look at that he's using a ladder but yeah, no <laughs> wait there, oh, there was no water in that bucket it was glitter all along those <laughs> swines <laughs> ah but yeah they, they didn't want to waste their time there though but because they actually attempted a second world record. Hmm. However, unfortunately, they did not break that one. They tried to break the world oh. record for the quickest time to clear a game of hungry, hungry hippos. Oh, okay. But unfortunately, they were not able to add a second title. You're literally limited by that spring and gravity. There's nothing else you can do. But because the hungry, hungry hippos, the problem with that is, I'm you're not too careful. The, fa the, the faster you go, you end up just breaking the game. You break the, no, you can break the game, but you're also shaking the goddamn boards, the marbles, and like the, the balls is flying off the table, and you have to run. Oh, yeah, don't let the dog eat it. I'm quite surprised you know what Triple H is. That's very good. Who doesn't? If you don't know I what mean, hungry, hungry hippos is. My bubble is friend. the lower 48 United Continental States. So I, I'm amazed that Hungry Hungry Hippos made it to the UK. And they were, they, uh, and they had a long flight, so they were very hungry by the time they got to us. <laughs> but I helped them out. I helped them out. Anyway, <laughs> that wraps up the first half of this week's Waffle Box. Oh my God. Oh. So we're technically at 92.5. Still to come on this week, we come back obviously with the middle of the show quiz. Kush is talking about 
the movie Tetris. And even though we did talk about its demise, it's the, the was it, was, what do they say? The rumors of my demise are hardly not true or something. What's the, what's the actual <laughs> saying? The rumors of my uh, collapse is highly exaggerated. Yes. Trapdoor segment is back, baby. Mm. And so much more. So smoke them if you got them. Go grab yourself a drink. We'll be right back after this short break. Would you use a deodorant soap on parts like these? You would if it's Lever 2000, because Lever 2000's got the most effective skincare ingredients you can get in a deodorant soap. Lever 2000, it's best for your skin and all your 2000 parts. It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Hey, welcome to Apple Fox episode 92. It's the middle of the show, so it's the perfect time, if you ask me. Play the middle of the show quiz, baby! As we did allude to in the first half, it is First Contact Day, April 5th, celebrating the day in which. Zephram Cochran made first contact between man and extraterrestrials. So that was my kind of inspiration behind the quiz. And so I was doing a little bit of research on this. And I thought, you know, here's a little fun game. Like, what's, what's, your, what's your familiarity with Star Trek universe? Star Trek across the universe. Um, I've been exposed to Star Trek as long as I've been alive. When I was... In my younger days, like you know, teenage years and 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 prior, not a fan, not a fan, and uh, it was probably just because uh, mom was a big fan of it. Anyways, we grew to appreciate Star Trek. We uh, we own all of the original series. We uh, we own obviously from the movies Part Two, Part Four, Part Six. We enjoy First Contract as well. Um, but. We haven't checked out any of the Paramount Plus series, but we have produced on the Microdose uh, a series of um, official State of the Trek episodes starring Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer Jamil Hemphill and Star Deep Trek uh, fanatic. So, no episode this year, though, kids, Boston unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so through my research, what I did put together a little quiz is where I'm going to give you a name of something and then you have to tell me well what i just said is a planet from the star trek universe Mm -hmm. or a food additive interesting i like this i like this i've I've seen other games played this way but it's like yeah it's a person trek or food i like this food so five questions five five names whatever it is let's see how Mr. Hayes, it's on. So number one. <clears throat> Alpha, Alpha, Tocoferol. Alpha Tocoferol. I mean, he might be just mispronouncing it, but it's not a Star Trek planet. Wait, so your answer is not a Star Trek planet? Food additive, was that? Is that my option? 
good. It is a food additive. How am I supposed to pronounce it then? It's smarty pants. I Alpha. don't know. Talk it doesn't sound like a Star Trek planet, though. No. That's one. Like chemical. One point to Mr. Hayes. Number two. Mixtus. Spell M-I-X-T-U-S. Mixtus. This should be a Star Trek planet, but I'm going to guess it's also a food additive. Oh, it's a planet. Should have trust you guy. It's a planet. I should have. I should have. My bad. Number th- three. Olestra. Olestra. O-L-E-S-T-R-A. Olestra. Olestra is a food additive, and I think some people have been sued about over. Yeah. Ooh, check out the big brain on bread. It does sound, to be fair, Alistair does sound like one of those pills that helps you with boners that you see advertised at like 3 a.m. I think Ask it's in potato chips your, and it causes uh, diarrhea. Described Alistair. Anal leakage. But don't take Alistair if you're allergic to Alistair. I love those that line. Let that line in those medicine uh, commercials are hilarious. Oh, well, how am I supposed to know if I'm allergic to it if I can't tell you? Anyway, number four. Manitol. M A N N I T O L. Manitol. That's an additive. Oh. I bet what he doesn't know about Star Trek, he knows about food additives. Mm. Mr. Haynes. I know my chemicals. Final one there, number five. Endicronimus five. Endicronimus five. So E N D I C R O N I M A S B. Well, I've already won the game, but I think this is a food additive also. Oh, that's a a food additive. It's a moon. It's a moon. When when you have have a proper noun with a number, it's a moon. But still, you got but three still. out of five. You win. Let's go. Let me scribble that. Three, two, cushies. Wins. Read it down. Well done. Well done. Ah. <sighs> right. Now, we're getting back in the weeds, baby. We're bringing it back. Um, even though we actually did the segment last week, it does feel like a return. It's like, oh, we're bringing it back, baby. So the trapdoor had its demise last week where we finally reached the end of the alphabet where we was dropping celebrities down the trapdoor. But now, as the you know, summer months are fast approaching, unless you're in the summer's hemisphere, and then huh, enjoy winter, suckers. But, you know, people are going out more often, enjoying themselves, maybe uh, coupling up. And you need some date ideas. Well, we are here to help you, our wonderful listeners, where we're going to tell you what not to do. So, As a single man, I actually need need a refresher on this. So thank you, Mike Fish, for bringing this to our attention. Welcome. So trapdoor segment where I give Kush Hayes four ideas and he has to send one down but make sure he shows the working but before i get too into the weeds of description Lathan, god damn it where is that music
Thank you very much. Yes, Trapdoor. I'm going to give Kush Hayes four different date night activities that you can get up to, and he is going to tell you which one to stay clear from, and we're going to send it away. So it's not even an option. And since it is technically a new category, we start all the way back to the letter A. And I know some people are thinking it because you're filthy human beings. Anal is not on this list. You disgrace me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Honestly, I appreciate that. Like, it's cool, but whatever. Is it though? It's not mandatory. By any means, nor should maybe I'm one of those weird guys. It's like eh, I'm, I'm, eh, I'm not, I'm not fussed about it. I don't I'm even like taking a poop. Why, why would I want? No, no. I get it. it I get why. Why no bueno? I get why no bueno. As if they don't, if they haven't. Fl- anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. The first four segments here. So afternoon tea. Is number one. Oh, afternoon, mm. bit of afternoon tea for a nice date activity. Option number two. Oh, another very UK, a UK thing. That's mm. not a thing here. But number two, please. Visit an aquarium. Number two. Mm-hmm. Option number three. Going to an art gallery. Or number four, get those quarters ready. Or maybe it's more expensive now, but you can go to an arcade. Yeah, no, we're not going to a peep show. It's, that's that's later on down the alphabet. Still the same word. Actually, ironically. So four options: afternoon tea, the aquarium, art gallery, or arcade. Cush Hayes, which one of these is a terrible idea? That the the fine folks at the Syrup Squad should avoid when they take their next loved one on a date. This is your loved one, not a first-time date. I, I, I just I, I just put date night ideas. But mm. to be fair, if it's if 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 you've been multiple dates, maybe not, but if you like, if this is your like your your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. At this point, you probably already know if they like any of these things, yeah. So, so, right. so this let's say this is first, second, or third day. You know, the early days still. Jeez, this is actually a very tough one, Mike Fish. You've actually you've you've presented us a a complicated scenario here. This is all love big. is complicated, Kush. Love, love is, is complicated. Extreme. Oh, boy, are you correct? Or are you correct? Um, if I don't. We're we're gonna take culture out of the side of this. So in America, in the United States, sir, we don't have afternoon tea, but going out for a coffee is not unheard of. Like you know, it's same thing. It's the same thing. Like you telling me, like the cities where there's like a bunch of hipsters, like Brooklyn, LA, that is not afternoon afternoon tea spots. I bet there are. You know what? No, no. And and the British folks that are here that have transplanted over, I bet they're not recognizing it either. My like guy, why would British people come over to this country? Well, makes me. you sick. I don't know. I mean, if I see one, I might go back to where you come from, British Wankers. person. Yeah, wanker. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, 
again, this is a this is a complicated quadrilogy you've presented to me, sir. So, you know, I'm in my I'm in my early mid forties. That's as opposed to my late mid forties or my mid forties. Arcades probably not happening in this day and age. So we, we might come back to that here. Art gallery. We're going to go to a museum. We're going to go to the uh, art gallery. Whatever. It's all the same. Yeah, that's a good way to just like get to know each other. Yeah, you just walk. Don't you dare compare art galleries to museums because once we get to the layer M, I'm probably need to use that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that, I mean, dude, they're the same thing. Like. That, Yes, depending on the subject, absolutely. Hit me up, enjoy wafflebox at gmail.com. Is an art gallery the same as museum? I don't think it is. The aquarium, I mean, you have to go to a specific spot for that. We have a Monterey aquarium, Aquarium, which is where Star Trek 4, bringing it back to First Contact Day, was filmed. And uh, by the way, I've been there. It's the funnest thing was the Star Trek. Track four exhibit. Uh, this was like 1987, FYI. But you know, the, it's the aquarium. It's it's some dark passages, and you know, you may sneak off and, and, and sneak a kiss from your young lady. And, and my fish, I don't like sneaking kisses from the ladies, but you are your wife and only your wife, and nothing else. Um. And then we get back to afternoon tea, which is just coffee. So, you know what? I'm, for your sake, Mike Fish, I'm getting rid of the aquarium. Aquarium, you're, you know, you're imprisoning the sea world. Yeah. Fuck you, sea world. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's, that, that sound effect's going to have best because it's like, who is who's screaming? Who is screaming? The uh, Mister Aquarius. Should be someone drowning in that in that one sound. So yeah, aquariums. Stay clear of them if you want to get laid. Anyway, speaking of one of those arcades. Oh, arcades. People love a video game, right? Oh, and. Uh... Oh. One of the most famous video games in the world, 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 world has its own movie about it. No, you know, no, we're not talking about The Last of Us. No, 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 no. We're not talking about Super Mario. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we're talking about. Wait, come on, come on, guys. Listen, think, think to yourself. You know what video game? What classic video game needs the big screen treatment? Oh, there's no music playing. I'm just dancing. Thank God. There you go. You got it. You got it. Yep. Yep. That's it. We need a movie about Tetris. Kush's movie review. Boom. Tetris the movie, which as I can only imagine what this is. So, you know, humans on earth, you know, there's a guy who's, you know, it's a found footage movie for some reason. And then <laughs> he's like running around and he's like trying to save, you know, he's, he's, he's maybe like visiting his, his, his stepbrother, you know, who's, 
you know, who's 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 beaten as a child, and so his family adopted him, and he's now he's real life. But now he wants to find his real parents, and then and then just as he's about to find his real parents, he's squashed by a big L-shaped rock. Bam! And then another thing comes down, which kind of shaped like a sideways T, and then the whole street gets eliminated because they connected the line. A sideways um, T. Is this is, is is am I accurate? Is that what Tetris the movie is? No, you're describing the Adam Sandler comedy uh, Pixels. Ah. So, that, that, that could have totally happened. So this movie has been in development for over eight years. And I had to physically look that up because when when I heard it was coming out, I was like, yeah, man, this, is, this was one of those pre-pandemic movies. I am not wrong, but hear me out. It, you know, it got caught up with the pandemic. It was ready to go and then they couldn't get into theaters and whatever whatever no 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 it, it actually took longer than that um again this movie was announced eight years ago and when people heard about it yeah they thought like something like the super mario brothers movie or the sonic the hedgehog movie where there's a narrative involved with it where it's it's just the world of tetris no this is a, a historical I don't know. Biopic is the right word for it, but we're we're trying to tell you the story of how, much like the social network, how Tetris was created. Where in that movie, Facebook, how how was that created? Okay, and because we have been subjected to so many Hollywood blockbusters, we automatically thought this was going to be some sort of stupid family action adventure PG thirteen thing. No, no. This is actually an R-rated movie. It's based on a true story. They have taken some artistic liberties, but um, well, like Justin Timberlake being in it for some reason to cause conflict between two friends. You know, if if Timberlake was in this movie, it might have made it better. But uh, it's still a good movie. I'm saying here is he's required to bring the sexy back. Sometimes, sometimes, but his his shelf life is uh, shrinking, everlasting every day this is a an r-rated movie i'm not sure why it's r-rated i uh, there might have been a an f-bomb in it but couldn't tell you when like there's, there's no nudity there's nothing sexual there's very little drugs outside of what's nowadays smoking i was gonna say what year is vodka. this saying was is it is there, are there people smoking cigarettes in the movie there are some people smoking cigarettes in it. The KGB there you go. back. And uh, also, one of the guys from Nintendo smokes a cigarette. But also, he's like, oh my god, if this plane doesn't take off any minute, we might get arrested by the KGB. I need to smoke all the cigarettes right now. Like, that's at the end. Spoiler alert. But um, this movie stars Taryn Edgerton. Uh, yo, uh, Nikita Efren... Efrenom, uh, I I butchered your name, sir. I, I apologize. Oh, it's going to be sending emails now. We might get some emails about this. We might get some physical letters about it too. If I butcher these names, it's, it's Telegram. There'll be a guy at my front door. Yeah, Mike Fish. Stop, like Stefan. This is, uh, you know, this is the story about how Tetris was discovered, how it was created, how it was discovered. Like someone found it. Someone found it. Yeah, man. Uh, 
in its natural habitat. So check out the other YouTube channel, Gaming Historian. And this guy has a, a, a an essay, a, a video essay. It's a little over an hour long, but it goes into all the details of how Tetris became a thing. A a Russian programmer, and this is still during the Cold War. This is like 1985, 1986. Ronald Reagan is in office. Mikhail Gorbachev is the president. Um, it's it's a nasty time in history. Also, it's a strange time in history. But anyways, capitalism is taking over. Communism is becoming less of a thing. The Russians want to go, you know what, maybe we should need, maybe we should make some money for our country. That'd be a good thing. And this got one guy who just made a video game just just for fun. He has nothing to gain for it. He, he, he's not thinking about royalties. He's not thinking about distribution. He just made this game and everybody loved it. And when I say everybody, like it spread out. So it went from just his core four to their friends, to their friends, to their friends, to their co-workers, like secretaries and accountants were playing this game in Russia. And then eventually through Toby Jones' character, it eventually got worldwide status where... Well, they didn't have a contract for it. They were selling it. And more people got exposed to it that way. Like, the the story of Tetris is fascinating, man. Um, if you don't want to see this movie, if you don't have Apple TV+, Plus, the, go check out the Gaming Historians YouTube channel. It's, it's an amazing story, honestly. Um, this story, though, for Apple TV Plus's movie is also great. It's one hour, 58 minutes. So, you know, I love that. Less than two they hours, take baby. Some, they take some, his, some artistic liberties with it, but I get it. Like, Mike Fish, we're going to talk about this in a second, but there's, there's a car chase at the very end of the movie. That never happened. I promise you, that never <laughs> happened. But it's exciting for this movie. Uh, People have been written out, and that happens in biopics all the time. Like, we 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 meet Alexei Serganov. I want to say that's his name. The movie presents him as the only creator of Tetris, but he had a partner. That guy is nowhere in the movie. So we're dealing Sounds with stuff bitch. like that. Having said that, the movie for what it is, it's absolutely entertaining. I had a great time watching it. I've seen it twice now. I got an Apple subscription for the new Ted Lasso series but I also was like that shit's good can't wait to see the new Tetris movie so um, you, I would absolutely recommend you guys spend 7 bucks on one month of Apple TV Plus and watch Tetris the movie 4 stars out of 5 4, four out, of five. out of 5 yeah 4 out of 5 entertaining time they're, they're, again artistic liberties so Taron Egerton's character because the guy who played Elton his... John's in this, right? I'm sorry? The guy who played Elton John in that biopics in this, is it? Yes. Yes. Yes, he's also in uh, The Kingsman. It's the yes. same company that produced that movie. Um, there's this weird thing where, like, he's he's a dude from the Netherlands. He's Dutch. But he's traveled all over the world. He's a very smart guy. Fathering 550 kids. Not fathering 550 kids. No, different guy? Okay. Wait. However, since you brought that up, 
he met a woman in Hawaii who was Japanese. He fell in love with her. They moved back him. to Japan. He doesn't speak Japanese, but he's learning through her. However, sometimes he has one daughter. Sometimes he has four kids. Most of the time, he just has the one daughter. But like there, there are many times where we, we get into this whole thing where like, you missed your daughter's play. And it's like, one woman, I was in Russia. Two, why is only the one daughter here? Where are the other three <laughs> children? Because they, he makes a big point of that. Like he's talking with uh, the the creator of Tetris. Like this is my oldest daughter. This is my youngest daughter. These are my two boys. This is my wife. Like they they, they go into a whole thing about it. And you look, and there's several times in the movie you're like, you missed your daughter's recital. He's like, ma'am, he was in Russia. And also, you have three other kids. Where are they? Because the only oh, they little don't, girl they is sing. The Fuck them. I guess they weren't union or whatever the case is, but there are several times where we are focused only on this oldest daughter and none of the other kids. And it's, it's quite hilarious at times, but Budget uh, cuts. I loved the well, casting movie. three other kids. Fuck them. I mean, it's maybe they're not available that day. It happens, you know, and I don't know what Jap- Japanese rules are, but anyways, Tetris four to five. I enjoyed it. It's a fascinating story. Go check out the gaming a story YouTube video. Um, great movie. Not gonna win any Oscars though. Spoil it, hmm. Mike. I heard you heard. I heard you watch this movie. What did you think? I didn't. I was going to, but I didn't. Oh. I was going to, and then I was like, then and then life happened, and then I forgot. Oh, but I will check like it out. Her. Um, okay. But the Gaming Historian documentary is very good. And because I remember I watched that when you sent it to me. Okay. So I will, if I remember, I will link that in the description for the YouTube. So if you want to click on that, watch that after this. Yeah, highly sure. recommended. And um, he has a lot of great fucking uh, content on his channel. He does. I don't know. I haven't, that's the only one I've watched, but I saw, you know, where it says like suggested videos. I'm like, Ooh. I kind of want to check that one out next. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'll be probably binging his YouTube channel later. But as we come closer to the end of the show, this the sun is slowly setting. It's almost time for bed. It's now time for this week's feel-good story of the week. I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Can I hear it again? Yes. This week's still good story takes us to my homeland. Oh, Great Britain. And, uh, is that the shrine from? I forgot it. Anyway. So this young British boy who slept in a tent in his family's backyard for three years just to raise some money for charities finally had him back inside after raising more than $860,000 
for a hospice and breaking a Guinness World Record. Max Woosley was 10 years old when he started his, quote, boy in a tent project in the yard of his family's Devon, England home. Devon's a very nice area. On March 28, 2020, and he spent his last night outdoors Tuesday, last Tuesday, exactly three years later. And then you're kind of like, why, 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 why? Are we? I mean, it's great that you raised so much money for charity, but why would you ever do that? So Woosley started the project as a fundraiser for North Devon Hospice, the facility that cared for his neighbor, Rick Abbott, who sadly died of cancer in 2020. Um, the young boy said, I quote, before my neighbor died of cancer, he gave me a tent and told me to, quote, have an adventure. So Woosley's who nights in a tent were chronicled on social media, raised more than $860,000 in uh, earning the most, sorry, earning the world record for most money raised by an individual camping, very specific, but beautiful stuff. Um, Woosley's social media fame during his project led to him being allowed to pitch his tent. That's what the article says. He pitched his tent um, to spend nights in locations, including the London Zoo, the garden at number 10 Downing Street, which is Britain's White House, and Twickenham Rugby Grounds, which is where the rugby team plays. Quote, I have had the best three years of my life. I have met some amazing people and had brilliant experiences. I don't think I would change anything, he said. I only set out to have an adventure and raise 100 pounds. It's crazy that I got such so much attention, but I hope it makes people see that children are capable of a lot more than people think. Shout outs. Yeah. To Max Woosley. I mean, I appreciate it was for a good cause, and he raised a lot of money, but is anyone else questioning why his parents let this kid sleep outside for three fucking years? No. I I mean, I'd I'd like to think that they, you know, there was some cameras on him or something. I don't know. They they... They were just letting him do his thing, and, uh, you know, what happens happens. He's not going to get a better day. I'm assuming when he was camping at London Zoo, maybe someone's keeping an eye on him. No. No, no, you know that for a fact. You know that for Cushay's. Boom. Facts. Just the facts, (laughs) ma'am. But yeah, shout out to Max Woosley. 10 years old when he started. So obviously, you know, three years later. So I'm going to assume he's about 13 now. And he's already raised over $860,000. For the North Devon Hospice. That's what's up. Shout out to you. I am almost three times his age and I have raised nowhere near that amount for charity. No monies. No, well, I know I've raised some money for charity in my days, but nowhere near that. Nowhere near that. I once uh, raised like 2,000 pounds after I rode. I did did a, a, a marathon on my bike. Okay. And I am not the fittest person in the world. No, you're not. That's no, so and, that, ama- that and that makes it more amazing. And the bike that I had was n- not prepared for twenty. Was it? What's the Mar- marathon again? Twenty-seven point four miles or some weird random I shit like that. Twenty-six point something. 
something yeah. miles or kilometers or whatever. My ass hurt after that. Let's just that. say that. Because I, I should have got a cushion rather than a brick for a seat. But anyway, shout out to him. Uh, Kidoki. But that does reach the end, the climax of episode 92 of Waffle Box. Of course, make sure you follow us on all our social medias at Waffle Box Pod. If you are watching the YouTube version, hit a thumbs up and hit the whatever because it helps the algorithm and helps more people see this. But in the meantime, there are more podcasts that you can consume. Obviously, make sure you check out the bonus episode, WrestleMania 39 review that we ever released. Um, Kush, you do podcasts on the Bosnet.Family Network. What the, what the what content of the good people of the Syrup Squad got to look forward to this week? Well, you're correct about that, Mike Fish. And we got Drew Angelman, the funniest man in the room, CEO of Angel Cake Entertainment, coming back to talk about the second quarter of 2023's movie lineup. And we have a good time with that. It's uh, going to be just under an hour, and you will love it. Ooh, check that out. Go to Bosnet.com family and of course while you're there you yeah, you still have all this, the archives of Waffle Box on there as well but in the meantime it's good night from me it's good night from Cushay good night Lathan good night Lathan until next time take care of yourselves and each other that's all folks